Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Sesame Street monster. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hey, Hal, real quick, before we start this episode, what? I have a Hurry. quick mini, a mini episode that I want to do with you real fast. Okay, okay go ahead. You ready? Ahead. Yep, it's I'm ready. Best promotion. Okay, here are your choices. Toyotathon, yep. Shark Week, Ooh. and Max Fun Drive. Uh, it's really tough. They're all really good for different reasons. I think both know I the think, answer though. Yeah. You want to say it on three? Yeah. It's Max Fun yeah, Drive. One, we didn't two, even three, have to Max count. Fun Drive. You Max want to do Fun that? Drive. Can we count it all That's right. That's right. We count it all right. It's the Max Fun Drive. It is the two weeks of every year where we reach out to the people of the world and we find out who wants to become a member and support us and all the other great shows on the Maximum Fun Network. And there are tons of great gifts and perks for doing so. We're going to get into those later, tell you some of the gifts that you get for either becoming a member or boosting or upgrading your existing membership. Plus, we're going to talk about where we stand with our show-specific goals. And if you don't know about that, you're going to find out and get so excited, you're not even going to know what to do. And if you want to become a member, visit MaximumFun.org slash join. And don't forget to tick the box that says, we got this. Speaking of we got this, here's an episode of We Got This with our dear, wonderful friend, Bobby Moynihan. You're going to love it. Hal, today's episode is brought to you by the letters W, G, and T. We got this with Mark and Hal. And by two additional delightful letters today, B and M for Bobby Moynihan, who is joining us as our guest today to talk about Sesame Street characters. What's up, Bobby? What's up, guys? That's me. That is you. <laughs> we did it. That's it. All right. We did. We did it. We got your name right. So now uh, the end credits go like this. And wrap it up. Take care. We never. This yeah. was brought to you by the letters B and M. <laughs> That's exactly. It. So first of all, I have to say, Bobby, normally I, when we'd have a guest on, I would ask at the beginning, you know, do you have a relationship with Muppets and that world? But you very publicly have a relationship with the Muppets because you are the only concert that I ever went to at the Hollywood Bowl while sitting at the concert bought tickets for the next night. <laughs> I don't know if it was you or if it was Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem covering Bowie. That was an amazing, amazing show. I still I still can't believe that happened. Was that your only time working with those guys? No, no. I, I've been super, super lucky. Uh, I've, I've just been a Muppet fan my whole life. I went to Yukon, which had a puppetry department, and I loved all those guys. I was super into that world. And when I got on SNL, I was obviously a huge Muppet. And then one night, uh, I think it was my first year, the Christmas tree lighting, the Muppets were there. And I just ran downstairs and, and freaked out and didn't leave Dave Goals' side. I was like, Mr. Goals, Mr. I just trying to get, trying to get anybody to say, Hi. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, I met them that night, kind of like I just, as a fan, walked up to them performing at Rockefeller Center, like right behind the ice rink mm-hmm. uh, when I was supposed to be writing sketches for that week. And I just ran downstairs and couldn't believe like the Muppets were there, took a bunch oh. of pictures and like went home and cried. And then shortly after, like it just, uh, I met a lot of those guys. I was a huge fan anyway. I ended up like doing Sesame Street, an episode of Sesame Street. And then I got on a show called Nature Cat, which is a cartoon by David Rubman. And uh, yeah, and I've just kind of been working with those guys ever since. I'm just a huge fan. And then they they called and said, do you want to host the Muppet Show at the Hollywood Bowl? And I said, yeah. And then we did Holy it again cow. at the O2 in London with Ugh. David Tennant and Kylie Minogue. And it was I insane. Mean, come yeah. on. It was, it was nuts. It was, it was, uh, so having been on Sesame Street, you'll have inside dirt on if some of these monsters are in fact monsters. On <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yes, I, I do. I have all the, the hot guys. When you walk onto the set of Sesame Street for the first time, and obviously like anybody who's a real fan of the Muppets, not only loves the characters, but loves the performers as well. So you could have a huge crush on, on Dave Goals or Jerry Nelson, but to meet Gonzo, to meet the actual characters is a completely different, they're almost separate from one another. Who are you most starstruck to see on the Muppet side of things when you were at Sesame Street? 
Well, it, it changes because it, it just it keeps getting deeper and deeper. Like when I first met them, it was just insane to see them because when you see them in real life, it's like you're seeing celebrities like mm-hmm. and it's crazy. And now that I know that, you know, all the guys that do it, it's just funny to me. But like now it's like seeing how many different piggies they have or how many or like all the different styles or why like this Kermit plays the banjo or this Kermit and I just kind of find that world fascinating as I just just the whole mechanics of it and Piggy is treated like a star like a star (laughs) and the other puppets are are treated pretty nice well Uh, (laughs) Piggy is a star we know she is a star and I'm I'm 100% not kidding yeah I'm good I believe it I believe it she has her own car, and the rest of them have to rent a Volvo. Yeah, there's there's a lot of maintenance for Piggy, and then like Gonzo's got like a very nice black bag. <laughs> <laughs> it seems it seems like <laughs> you, you um, have insight. So Mark and I we made some changes to this list. Our, our researcher Kate McManus put together this exhaustive list, and I was looking over it, and I was like, wait, I see Bert and Ernie on there, who I'm pretty sure are not monsters. But there are a lot of main characters of the show. Like, there's a difference between an anything Muppet, where it's just sort of a humanoid, stick noses and eyes on it to make yeah. characters, mm-hmm. and a monster. What, what in your mind and from your experience defines monster when it comes to Sesame Street? Uh, it being in the name. Yep. That helps. <laughs> that helps. Defining, defi- like, a, you're, you're specifically a, a cookie monster. Sure. Um, or yeah, uh, I also like the the just it being a last name like Telly Monster or Harry Monster. Right. Uh, like I just like where it's just the person's you know the the figure's last name. <laughs> this well, we were asking about a couple of these characters in particular. I will concede that necessarily this does not mean all Muppets. Had the question been best Sesame Street Muppet, that would have opened us up to yeah. And the answer is Mumford. Yes, of yes. course. We yeah. all love a magician. Yeah. Um, we all love we all love a magician. Not, not Guy Smiley. Come on, guys. He's guy Smiley, a television professional. He's a, he's he deserves. He is yeah. He's the Tom Hanks of yeah. the Muppet universe. He deserves the best. But at the same time, yeah, Mumford is like, hey, if anything happens to the count, I'm here too. <laughs> I can get eyes. I swear. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He just counts. I do magic. Why do people like him more than me? <laughs> we were talking about the count. In the universal world, Dracula is a monster. Are we counting the count being a vampire? Is it determined that he's a vampire? Oh, or is he I, just- I, I, <laughs> no, he is a he is a straight up gentleman. I disagree. I don't think he's oh. a monster. Because he doesn't really he doesn't really bite people. He just counts them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And makes lightning. So he's he's <laughs> he's the Muppets version of. Does he make the lightning, or is he just, or is he just very lucky? Weirdly, weirdly <laughs> lucky timing. Yeah, we'll never know. We never get the outtakes where the count does not see lightning. <laughs> they only use the takes with lightning. So that's just a he stands there baseball. all night shooting those scenes, <laughs> yeah. and every time he finishes, like. Ah ah ah! No, no lightning. Ah, shoot. Okay, back to one. Get it in post. We get it in yeah. post. <laughs> so count not a monster. I don't think so. I mean, like I see your your vampire Dracula thing, but I I put him more in the entertainer yeah. category. Yeah. Fair. Here, here's one I think is sort of on the edge is a Snuffleupagus. Yeah, Snuffleupagus different category. Imaginary friend, correct? Yeah. Is well, he an imaginary friend anymore though? The, he, oh, he, but now he's a real friend, so he's yeah. manifested into the real world. Yeah, so yeah. what is he? No, Harry Elephant. He's a no. He's he's uh, he's his own thing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He's a, basically a mammoth, the last living mammoth. <laughs> yeah. And with delightful life. eyelashes, with those headlight car eyelashes. <laughs> oh, if a woolly eyelashes. mammoth had those, <laughs> no, he did no makeup. No makeup no, on no that. No makeup on that. He guy. really does have some beautiful lashes. I on mean, they are great. Have you seen Snuffleupagus up close? Are they delightful uh, eyelashes? I got the cool. Like I didn't know. I wish I had gotten to like interact with him, but I did get to see him hanging. I don't know if you do. You know about this? Do you hmm. know that like where he resides? No. I just think it's no. the coolest. He the puppet is so big, so you walk in to Sesame Street and it's the, it's the craziest thing in the world to walk mm-hmm. into cuz you're like oh my like you're on Sesame Street it's, Sesame it's, Street. it's, it's, it's too much it's too yeah. much and i was talking about Snuffleupagus and somebody was just like look up 
And you're just like, what? And I looked up, and Snuffleupagus is hanging above oh, wow. Sesame Street because the puppet is so big, that's where they store it. So you just look up, and I'm I just looking at the underbelly of Snuffy, and I'm like, oh, my gosh! Like, that's crazy! <laughs> what are, like, that was the best reveal ever. <laughs> so good. Like, like I got to see that. It was, yeah, I got to see that. No, I just remember, like, that was something where I just went, like, yeah, like, that's the, like, yeah, just hanging up there because that's where he lives. Yeah. That's the best. It's the coolest. Who'd you have your scenes with? With characters? Uh, I believe it was supposed to be Kevin Hart, and Kevin Hart either backed out or couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So they were like, you want to do it? And I was like, yeah. So if you, when you see it, keep that in mind. <laughs> it's a very, very interesting sketch either way. Um, I'm with Telly. And Baby Bear, mm. uh, um, I play the Quacker Oats Man. Awesome. I was the Quaker Oats Man, but I was also part duck. Right on. Which part? Like, did they go waist down, big feet? Oh my goodness! You are. I am. This is. I am one hundred percent. Did not plan this. I one hundred percent did not plan this. What? It's a. Are you pulling a Snuffleupagus down? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just in crazy. my closet. I 100% was like, I think I have it in my closet, and I'm, it's right above me. <laughs> oh, so uh, good. Yeah, I have the whole costume here. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I took a lot of stuff from Sesame <laughs> Street. <laughs> well, they were kind enough to, they knew I was a huge fan and yeah. either gave me stuff or that I was just like, Oh my goodness. At one point, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. They, no I made a big porridge telly. I was like, it was like an art show about porridge and in the episode. And I have that, I have the telly, like it, like it's, it's like a, a real Muppet that they made. It's just a big Muppet of telly made out of porridge. And <laughs> does anybody yeah. ever come over that doesn't know the scene? who telly is or what porridge is and go, what is that? 100%. I'm a first time dad. I have a four year old daughter and we're, we're just at the point where she's starting to have like a play date because of COVID. Like somebody can mm-hmm. come to our house and hang out outside. And now I'm realizing like, yeah, I have a garage just filled with puppets, like just filled with full size Muppets. And like people come over and they're like, what's happening in here? And I'm like, yeah, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little much. It's a little much. It's not for a four-year-old. It is exactly. Oh, she loves it. She loves it. I love it too. But it's a lot. It's a salad. When you're not when you're not expecting to see the entire cast of the Muppets, it's a lot. (laughs) Well, they're just hanging out in Bobby's garage. Yeah. Weirdly, Dave Goals is there. (laughs) I wish. I wish. Yeah. Gonzo is always talking. (laughs) Oh boy! Look at that. There it is. is. Not. Oh, look how handsome. Oh, beautiful. Oh my God! I'm a child. Wow. <laughs> what year was this? When was this? Gosh, I don't even know. Uh, it's got to be like 20, like 10, somewhere around there. 11, wow. maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not good with time. Well, let's start with Telly then. Since, uh, that, so let's start with your castmate. Why don't we dive right in? <laughs> we'll start talking about some of these classic Sesame Street monsters. And I think Telly is a great place to start. Telly, who changed. From his original version, because back in the day, it was there was a cookie monster who ate cookies all the time. And there was Telly who watched too much television, who had antenna on his head and swirly eyes, (laughs) which like all he I love the idea of a Muppet who's just like, hey, let's teach these kids. Not now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mash is on. (laughs) Like, I like Telly a lot. I like Telly's worry wartness. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite telly moments. It's is- anxiety from watching too much TV as a child. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it to you. He was, the problem is he was watching the after 10 o'clock shows. If he's watching the daytime shows, it's okay. He was watching after 10. Cagney and Lacey were bringing in perps. <laughs> I mean, Punch and John. Yeah. <laughs> so much drama, but he's high stakes. Episode of Riptide. He's a huge Riptide fan. <laughs> I can see that. I like that a lot. I hope that's canon. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> that he loves canon. I want somebody's look. He's the telly monster. He has to have a list. <laughs> like Obama doing his brackets every year. Telly <laughs> does his list of his top shows of 20 huge Rockford files. Thing. Yeah. yeah. He used to write his own cheers and jeers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they never got in there. 
<laughs> you don't think he watches? You don't think he watches new stuff? He's just watching old stuff. He doesn't watch. <laughs> yeah. He didn't watch Squid Game. He's a purist. No, no, no. Or is Cookie know. Monster watching Squid Game, going cut out star shape? <laughs> he would have been shot immediately. He would have just eaten the whole thing. He's like, what a yeah. He thinks it's a joke. He knows he could win. <laughs> he has no fear. Thoughts on Telly, guys? I feel like Telly is a little slept on sometimes. Yeah, but like if you say he's the Hawkeye of the group of <laughs> yep. the of the of the monsters, mm-hmm. but he's still he's still Hawkeye. Yeah, I like him. I I still like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. he's got a little bit of it, In like. My mind. He's got a little bit of if he and Elmo play off each other like Bert and Ernie, he's the Bert, and Elmo's sure. the Ernie. Sure. And those particular he, moments, he knows his role. He's the he's the uh, what? Uh, <laughs> the Dan Aykroyd, the Phil Hartman, the Bill Haters, the glue, the glue you need. <laughs> they can do anything. Yeah, he is a glue guy. He is a glue guy. It's yeah. hard, and we are big fans of glue guys around here. I think that there's. Oh, me too. I came into this with one name in my head that I was sure <laughs> that I was sure this is my favorite monster and I think would be the best one. I'm not going to say it yet. And I'm, and I'm happy to move off of it. But did each of you come in? Like when you hear we're going to be talking about best Sesame Street monster, is there a name that, that immediately pops into your head? Yes. Yes. Okay. Elmo's inexplicably Southern father. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Apple Monster, Cookie Monster. All the, <laughs> all, all of every single one of the relatives <laughs> in any form the is, best. Is, are just fantastic. I love yeah. it so much. Fantastic. Because when I meet somebody, if I've never met anybody in their family, I just imagine everyone in their family <laughs> looks like them in different outfits and with different hair. Yeah. Like, I like, like to think it's just. They, they, someone uh, screwed up on a puppet and just threw the wig. Uh, like, we'll just throw a wig on this one and make it a grandma. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this one, this one's a little rough. This one's a little yeah. rough. Okay, this one's now the cousin. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fuzzy spot on this felt. Yeah. Give him a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love all of the, and they just show up out of nowhere. I love it. Yeah. Cookie Monster, I think, is the one who has my favorite version of his family. Cookie and Elmo get a lot, yeah. Yeah, Cookie Monster, because it looks like Cookie Monster is doing a sketch comedy show. <laughs> yeah, just... Where it's just glasses and Madea. a tie is his dad. <laughs> yeah, it's <Madea>. Cookie Monster's <laughs> grandma Madea. is Medea. Yeah. <laughs> Those Her movies would sell. Yeah, they'd be huge. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie Monster's sister goes to jail is already in yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm coming to Disney Plus. Cookie Monster's grandma. It's just like it's just like a cartoonish curly gray wig and like readers on Cookie Monster. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there you go. It's Cookie's yeah. grandma. Of course it did. It's perfect. She talks it's... exactly like him. <laughs> yeah, I feel like his mom's not far off though. No, his mom's nope. like pretty close to the grand. Like sort of, the, you get the sense that maybe she had Cookie Monster at a very young age. <laughs> He's closer in age to grandma. <laughs> then like it's just there's something going on there <laughs> they don't really talk about it that much he probably thought she was a sister for a long time yeah. but yeah and she loves it when they go out in public and be like mother no there's no <laughs> are way are you kidding me and, and he's like was- whatever whatever just give me a cookie do you have a cookie does anybody have a cookie that's just that's all i need uh, Telly has a television. I just need cookies. <laughs> Food is medicine. Didn't anybody yeah. teach you that? That's my lesson. His dad looks like he works at the bank for Mary Poppins. <laughs> he just has that collar and tie, and then and then the glasses. Just Chippendale. <laughs> That's right. Yes, you can't see, but he has the wrist cuffs. <laughs> Magic Monster XXL. Yeah. That would? Are you kidding? That would be the biggest movie of all time. <laughs> Huge. I don't know why they're leaving so much money on the table. It really is insane. <laughs> it's also like they. I also more of. Definitely need more of the crossover. I, I'm a huge fan of when Muppets and Sesame Street guys. It's like DC Marvel. Oh yeah. Like, don't you now? That's see, when you said who's the first monster you think of, in my mind, it's that. It's the Batman Superman, and the Batman Superman of monsters in Sesame Street to me are Cookie Monster and Os- Cookie Monster being Batman to Superman's Oscar the Grouch. Oh, interesting. Interesting. 
Super. How is Oscar the Grouch the Superman in this? Scenario? Well, he's the biggest monster out of all of them, but they don't even call him a monster. He's just the Grouch. Like they don't. They, he's just his <laughs> his attitude. And Cookie yeah. Monster is just like my deal is I eat cookies, and they're the two. They're the they're the two monsters. Yeah. If they make a Lego set, those two are in it. You know, like they they do something. Those are the monsters. In my mind, that's yeah, the, the Batman and Superman of the monster world in there in that universe. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk more about Oscar the Grouch and Cookie Monster, because this does seem like a fun battle to jump right into. We will be right back. I hate interrupting this amazing episode, but it is Max Fun Drive, and I love talking about Max Fun Drive. So no, 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 it's okay. You're just interrupting Sesame Street, Hal. Sesame Street. <laughs> well, what else is new? I'm a known villain on the internet, but the one That's good true. thing that I have in my life, I mean, outside of my wife, is <laughs> Maximum Fun Drive, which is the time of year that you the listeners can become members of the Max Fun community. And in doing so and setting up a contribution, you're supporting the art and artists that you love. You get this podcast from us free every single week. And if you think it's brought value to your life, now is a great time to either set up a contribution to become a member, to upgrade to a new level to get great gifts, which we're going to talk about, or to boost. If you can't do a full upgrade, you can still throw a little something in. It counts towards our show, and it makes a huge difference in allowing us not only to continue producing it, but to pay our amazing producer who makes all this sound good. That's right. And all of those folks out there who have become members this year and are supporting this show financially, thank you, thank you, thank you. We have already unlocked the first of our goals. That's right. We cracked a 100 new boosting or upgrading members, which means we are releasing our crossover episode, Janet Varney and the JV Club. It's always a delight when we get to have Janet on the show or where we're on her shows. It's always a delight when we get to work with Janet Varney. She's one of our favorite people, one of the funniest people we know, and we know you love her as much as we do. That episode is about to drop. Now, you've done the 100. Let's reach 250. If we reach 250 new boosting or upgrading members, Hal and I are going to do a mystery guest episode. That's right. That means Ken is going to make sure that the name is changed and the video is off when we have that particular Zoom call. We are not going to know who our special guest is until who knows how far into the episode. This is really exciting to me. I'm so excited to add a layer. It's always fun to have these arguments or discussions with one another mm -hmm. and it's even more fun when we get to have a special guest in to come and, and yeah. play uh. with us but the idea that we won't know and also our audience won't know who yeah. the guest is and we won't even know if we may not even figure it out over the course of the episode but you might yeah. you might figure it out before us you might not realize it until we realize it it just adds a whole amazing layer and we can't get to even recording that episode without your support. That's right. That's not all. When we get to 350 new upgrading or boosting members, we are going to do something that you've been asking us to do for a long time, which is another trivia challenge. But instead of Mark versus Hal, it's going to be Mark and Hal versus you. You keep saying that we're not great at trivia and you know all the answers. This is your chance to prove it. So put your money where your mouth is and let's have a trivia challenge against one another. Now, speaking of challenges, if we can make it to our super stretch goal of 450 new upgrading or boosting members, we're going to do our own version of the Hot Ones Challenge. We're going to do 10 topics on a clean slate with so 10 wings, this. progressively so hotter this. sauce so on each wing. We're going to get the actual kit that they use. Will it be torture? I recently had horseradish at a Seder that made me choke, and I kept eating it. Why did I do it? Everybody around me kept asking, why do you keep doing it? I don't know. Maybe I'm compelled to destroy myself with spice, but I want to do it for your entertainment, and we need you to either join, boost, or upgrade to get there. Also, don't forget, there are all sorts of great gifts. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in the next break, but I can tell you right now, if you get to the $5 level per month, that's all, just $5 per month as a membership, you get access to bonus content, including our amazing London Podcast Festival, Clean Slate with Paget Brewster, which has never been heard or seen outside of that festival, but we are now putting it out. It is available to everybody at the $5 level or more to listen to that and all of our previous content from other years of Max Fun Drive. Listen to all this amazing 
amazing stuff. Take that, Toyota-thon. Your turn, Shark Week. It's Max Fun Drive. To become a member, visit MaximumFun.org slash join. Don't forget to tick the box that says, we got this. And let's get back to the episode, shall we? We shall. The reason I asked before about Oscar the Grouch being the Superman and not the Batman is because Oscar the Grouch lives in the city and is the surly one, which made me think of him more as <laughs> the Batman in this particular scenario. What? That yeah. <laughs> and there's I a, just there's a I just <laughs> I just think he's not rich because he lives in a garbage <laughs> can. That, that was literally my reasoning. Like cookie, cookie Monster, Monster can afford a- afford billions of cookies. <laughs> It's true. He is Alistair Cookie. He has that smoking jacket. <laughs> oh, That's Alistair right. Cookie. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Oscar. Uh, I do love Oscar. I love Oscar. I got to s- perform with Oscar for Carol Spinney at Carol Spinney's benefit a few years back, and it was uh, it was it was one of the craziest things in the world. <laughs> I got to sing "I Love Trash" with Oscar, oh, and it was my favorite. Come for, on, for Carol Spinney, who was sitting five feet away, and it was just like, oh my goodness, and his whole family—it was nuts. Oh. Yeah, that was a special night. That was a great night. I imagine there's so many of those pinch me moments because they're the only characters that we all grew up with who never changed. Yeah, when I mean when, they changed minimally, but you know what I mean. Like you see Gonzo, Gonzo, Muppet movie goals. Gonzo, and yeah. the guy, yeah, and they they are immortal and eternal. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That too isn't lost on me. Those original guys. I've gotten to work with a, a lot of the new guys, but getting to meet Car- when Carol came and did uh, when Big Bird was on Update. Uh, oh, I, wow. I got to, I got to meet him, and the I hug him at the at the end credits of SNL is just me hugging Big Bird. It's like I look like a child, but it's my favorite picture in the world. But like I got to spend the entire after party with him and his wife and his family, and just like I sat there just like asking him so many questions and like just getting to see how it worked and physically. Like the monitor is still like the monitor from the seventies. I was like, it's wow, you know, it's twenty fourteen, and you're you're using this tiny little black and white like. Yeah, it's it was amazing. It was just astonishing to see and get to hang out with Big Bird. <laughs> That's so cool. I never realized with Big Bird too until you know doing a little bit of research lately that his left hand never moves unless it's yeah, it's just on a it. string on fishing line. It's yeah, yeah it's, it's connected so cool. to his other arm, so it it's, moves a little, but. It's on a piece of string. I found that out when I went to hug him, and they were like, "Be careful!" Like, <laughs> like <laughs> uh, he doesn't yeah. have a right hand guy in there, right? Now. <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy too is like I just realized while we were talking, I was like, "Oh yes, I've also I did a different thing with Big Bird." <laughs> Where, but it was Matt Vogel was Big Bird that time mm-hmm. for Funnier Die. I did like there was like a video where I was picking big bird up from work and, <laughs> and it was just it's a blast like yeah he's my i tell my daughter he's my buddy oh, that's so cool <laughs> that's amazing and have the same guy be oscar the grouch is crazy just based on a, on a cab driver he had yeah was it really yeah. yeah they feel like the yin and yang of each other big bird and oscar the grouch sure. like we're, we're getting carol spinney he's taking the jekyll and hyde juice and he's Hyde when he wants to be Oscar the Grouch, and he's Jekyll when he's Big Bird. When he's tired of being nice as Big Bird, he just goes yeah. down into the garbage. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get that. Batman. I get that. When Oscar the Grouch is kind, it means something. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's one yeah. thing I love about Oscar the Grouch, is he is a grouch. He is permanently grouchy. Uh, he, I mean... Did he ever get the four knuckle ring that says, or the tattoo that says scram across his knuckles? <laughs> because he should, if he hasn't. But like the fact that he's so mean, if he does any little kindness for any other character, you know, obviously ending with a yeah, yeah kind of attitude. It's yeah. always so sweet. And you're like, oh, Oscar. Yeah. And he's like, eh, shut up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's the reluctant reformed Grinch. Yeah. I have a very, uh, there's a very big story in my family where I freaked out as a child because I saw Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. And if you remember it, they, it's, they play snap the whip on the ice rink and they're whipping everybody around and Oscar goes flying through the wall and he goes through like, goes down a flight of stairs through another wall, down another flight of stairs through the wall. And like, I 
lost it. Like I was like, he's hurt. Like I, I, Oh no. And we saw it on a Friday and this was, you know, I was a child. This is before, you know, cable and everything. So like, it was like, we had to wait until Monday morning to my parents were like, see, he's okay. Sesame street's on. He's fine. He's there. Like I lost it. I was like, he's hurt. And it was a couple days of real panic for Oscar for me as a child. All you can think in your head is him laying there. They'll slime me. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> well, I think even as a child, I was like, that was too realistic. Mm-hmm. I and also anytime you saw Oscar's legs and they were floppy, it was like something's wrong. <laughs> something's wrong with Oscar. <laughs> the, the full body version of almost any Muppet is absolutely terrifying. The Sesame Street monsters in particular. The picture of Cookie that is on our sheet is him mm-hmm. with his with his <laughs> chonky feet, those tuna can legs, and he's waving. And it's so, like, if I saw him coming towards me, I'd be terrified. I would think like, that a monster was putting on his skin. And I remember s- seeing Bert and Ernie and being like, you guys are big! Like, <laughs> are they really? Yeah, like, I was, they're a lot bigger than I thought. Like, <laughs> they, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're big stars. Yeah, very well. That that too. That too. Yeah, Cookie Monster. There are so many Muppets that I just assume don't have legs. So when you see them, it's weird. I just assume that Cookie Monster is just laying across a couch in blanket form until someone comes up behind him and he rises like a phoenix and starts acting and asking for cookies. Oh no! See, back into a puddle. I love mid mid seventies, early eighties leg technology when it comes to Muppets, which is just like the, it's just either a little kid's legs or that's it. When now, like when I see full, like Elmo doing choreography and you know, there's eight people behind there. It's, it's, it gets, it's too much. (laughs) It's good. It looks amazing. But when we did happy feet, uh, we did happy feet on stage at the Hollywood bowl. I don't know if you remember it, like Kermit doing happy feet, just watching them do that. Like it was, it was, it was brilliant, mind blowing. I mean, it goes back to the days of them, you know, Hey, you want to see Kermit on a bike? Oh, you like Kermit on a bike? You want to see everybody on bikes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do. I want to see them all parachute in yeah. one shot. <laughs> there is something kind of magical about some of the old Muppeteering where you know exactly what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, there is a wow factor of, wow, how'd they do that? They're all on bikes. But I also like Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas where you're like, well, I can clearly see how they're doing the two-headed horse or the uh, the two horse people and the flipping around squirrels. And it's very low tech. And that's one of the great things I think about the Muppets is that it's so low tech generally. I mean, it looks low tech. It's not low tech, but it looks low tech. I would much rather see Kermit on a bike than like CGI Kermit. Definitely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or like, or even green screen. Yeah. I, I, I like the, the practicalness of it and the silliness yeah. of it. Cause that's the whole, that's the whole point. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think that about Elmo that is like, come on, guys, you don't have to put Elmo in front of a green screen. <laughs> we know he's a Muppet. Put him on. I get it. Set. I get it because it's for children. Like, I, I know that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, no, Bobby. <laughs> because because the adults watching it don't have really get a say. <laughs> I no, I get it. But like El- with Elmo in particular, it is jarring. But that's when I go, I'm an adult. And my yeah. kid, my kid has no idea that there's a man back there. <laughs> that's fair. Who's that in Elmo's house? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Elmo, I mean, he's been around since 1984, but to me, I don't remember him until like the early 90s. I'm in the same boat as you. Elmo is like, oh God, how do you, it's like, it's like everyone else grew up with Elmo. I, like, I don't know why, like, I don't know how to explain that, but like, I don't know. I, I was, yeah, I don't know. When I was a kid, Elmo wasn't around, and then he showed up, and it was like, "Who's this Elmo guy?" Thinking he's Mister. Yeah, uh, who's he running this Mr. joint Big stuff? No, Big Bird's thunder. Big Bird was the star of the show before him. I bet that was what it was like backstage too. I'm guessing. You were there, man. Was Elmo a nightmare? <laughs> uh, I oh gosh, yeah. I was. I was there. Like the, I was there the week of the transition. Oh, like. were you really? Oh <laughs> yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I remember it was rough. But Ryan is one of the the coolest guys in the world. I love that dude. He's fantastic. Uh, I've gotten to work with him a lot. I never got to work with Kevin. Uh, I saw Kevin once. Like, I just saw him and was like, that's Kevin Clay. (laughs) I never, I never, I never met him. But uh, Ryan Dones, absolutely. That, That dude's talented beyond belief. They all are. Yeah. 
And Elmo, I think, is a great character because Elmo's kind of like the Winston Zedmore of the show because <laughs> Elmo is the audience. He's the wide-eyed, exactly right age for a Sesame Street viewer. That character, I think, is... I mean, you've got a four-year-old. You can probably speak to this better. I think he's more in the, like, Grogu, like the baby... He's the baby Yoda of the Muppet. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. like... He's this yeah. breakout star that came out when everything was already established. <laughs> <laughs> and he's... I mean, they've they've... I think they've developed him. I mean, he is who he is, but they've had a lot more fun with him lately. And that to me, see, my strongest memory of him was being either nice. uh, high school or college in, and working at the WHYY store of knowledge in the Willow Grove Mall when Tickle Me Elmo was the hugest thing in the oh, world wow. and people just rushing this little PBS store to try to find it. Like that was all, it was just the, <laughs> like just that was all anybody wanted. And it was so. That was like, a, I carry some scars from that. Yeah. Well, did yeah. you work in that store because you wanted the silence of working in a PBS store? Yeah. And all I got You're like, was it seems Elmo, easy. Elmo and Riverdance all the time. <laughs> I've seen Riverdance more than any human. If you think you're a Riverdance fan, I've yeah. seen it more than you. And I'm if he's sorry. in front of a green screen, Elmo can do some Riverdance. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah. Oh, good. Kermit can do it with those floppy Hollywood bowl legs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cookie Monster will do like stop. Yeah. Chris <laughs> <laughs> just banging plates together and yeah. plates all over them. Oh has he God. had the biggest arc of any of these main characters because he's gone from has to have cookies all the time to cookies are sometimes food? Is that what it is now? It's like yeah, a sometimes yeah. food now, huh? They had to wow. change it because, you know, yeah. he wasn't promoting the best behavior. He's why I eat all these cookies, or at least that's what I'm going to tell the courts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I, I can't believe I can't. I didn't realize that it had gotten there. That that's yeah. fantastic, though. But I think like that's that you need to. That's what they're for. Yeah, yeah. That's what Cookie Monster does. I do have a, my only beef with Cookie Monster is how hard is it? It's a black void with no reflective surface inside that mouth. How hard is it to just make that? A little deeper so that the cookies can stay inside. Well, that, but that's the best part. The best part. The, is he the has never part. eaten a cookie. Yeah. The mess. That's what I mean. It's, yeah. He's, uh, he's Sisyphus. He, he'll but never the- be able to eat the cookie. That was his creation. He should have stolen yeah. from the gods. The, the mess is what I thought you were talking. Cookies are a sometimes food. I'm thinking, yeah, because of the mess he makes. <laughs> He doesn't make a mess like that when he eats carrots. I mean, it's one of the greatest things in the world. Like, the greatest feats of puppeteering is watching him eat anything. It's yeah. so satisfying and fun and hilarious every time. It's crazy to think of when I was thinking about this. I don't know why it was, but I thought about this recently. The idea that the phrase nom 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 is around because that's the sound that Cookie Monster makes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. I've never... Uh, wow. He like, added to the vernacular, yeah. Like, you know, you go, nom, 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 and you do that because it's the sound that could, because that's loving eating. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going Monster. to a restaurant, I have texted nom, nom before. Yeah. yeah that's and I have Cookie Monster to thank for that. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of seeped into, that's what it is. But it's like, that's, you're quoting Cookie Monster when you do that. <laughs> I think there's it. so, well, this was such a seminal show in so many lives that there's got to be a lot of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be a lot of Muppets. Or a lot of specifically the Sesame Street monsters oh. that have made it into the vernacular. Oh yeah, well Sesame Street just in, I, I I don't think I've ever counted to ten without going one two three four five six seven, seven eight nine, nine ten, ten, ten you know, eleven twelve. Like, like yeah. there's just like, you know that just that thing that that collective thing that we all knew because there was that was the only thing we had at that time. <laughs> I, yeah, in my head, I think at least once a day, maybe more often than that, a number will pop it. I'll just hear like. Ten blackberry and chocolate pies, <laughs> and then just watch that. And that terrified me when I was a kid, because I, I I thought he was gonna similar to, to you watching Oscar the Grouch fall to when yeah it was his death. Watching <laughs> this guy, I was like, he's there's no way he's not gonna break his neck. That's what my mother warned me about. <laughs> I uh, every single time I'm 45 years old and I go to the dentist, I sing "Me and My Llama, Me and My Llama." Mm-hmm. We're going to the dentist <laughs> every single time. Yes. 
no matter what. What a different time it was in New York in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> to watch that. Where somebody had a pet lava, they would take it to the Taking dentist. Taking to the dentist, and the dentist was cool yeah. with it. And kids, every time you go to pick up stuff at the store, you like a cup of a quart of milk and a stick of butter. <laughs> go, okay. A cup of milk and a stick of butter. Because you're sending children out into – it. just wow. go right. You would run – back in those days, let me tell you, kids. I'm also 45. <laughs> we would, you know, that was what we did. We would just go around to the corner store, whatever the age was. And we had. I lived in a. I'm only 42. It was very dangerous by the time I was of that age. <laughs> yeah, very dangerous. Well, you just missed it. It was great. It was what a oh, time. Oh man, I wish yeah. I'd have been back there for it. We were all in in thin jeans and canvas <laughs> shoes, running around the toxic waste dumps of the Love Canal oh, with our God. llamas and our shopping lists. We loved it. Yeah, it was a beautiful time. Yeah. Mark, is one of those two monsters, in terms of main contenders, Oscar and Cookie, is one of those the one that you thought of immediately? Yes, but also there's one, I think, glaring one that we're missing. Well, that's the one I thought of. (laughs) Is it the one who has not only a a hit television show that he stars on, but also a superhero persona? Yes. And and also one of the greatest books of all time? Yes. Yes. When you say the Superman of Sesame Street, I immediately think of Grover. <laughs> Lovable, furry old Grover. I, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I should have thought of that. Then that makes uh, him Aquaman, I guess. I guess <laughs> Oscar can be Aquaman. Yeah. The trash can goes straight to the sewer. Yeah. It's just quicker that way. Or Swamp yeah. Thing. He's yeah. got a Swamp yeah. Thing. <laughs> no, I guess, like, to be honest, that would make Oscar the Wonder Woman, right? He would oh, make... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's the big three. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Grover? He's great with adjectives and opposites. Poor Mr. Johnson. This is near. This is far. The yeah. greatest. Uh, he's the best. He's the... Uh, he's... The most, I think, imitated arm wise. Yeah. <laughs> of, of all the Muppets. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's the best. I love the slight kick to the side of the jaw. Like the, he's, yeah. It's not really straight on with Grover. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little off. It's yeah. my favorite. And he has yeah. lips. Yeah. yeah. So he has lips, which is rare. My two biggest Muppet dreams one is to pet Sprocket. I saw Sprocket at the Center for Puppetry Arts in Atlanta in a glass case, and I burst into tears because Sprocket, who I loved so much as a kid, was right. It was like there was glass separating us, and that was huge. The other is to hug Grover. I think if I hugged Grover, I would ascend to a new plane of existence. Yeah. I got to, I have a picture of me and Grover around the Sesame Street pole. Oh, oh come on. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Every yeah. childhood dream. Yeah, I got, to, I got a lot of those photos throughout the years. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty nuts. My Twitter photo is still the very first picture I got with Gonzo. I've never changed because I, I've never smiled in a picture except for that picture. <laughs> it's the happiest I've ever been. And I had a child. <laughs> yeah i love grover is great too because grover has he's got a little bit of oscar the grouch in him he's got a little bit of that grumpiness especially when he's playing the waiter and for as exasperated as mr johnson is at him bringing him the adjective is always wrong with whatever his food is sure grover grumbles on his way out of the scene. He grumbles on his way to the kitchen. You can hear him yelling at Charlie in the back about this customer. Like Grover feels like on camera, he's lovable furry old Grover, but every once in a while when he gets off camera, he's just grumbly and complaining about something, but he doesn't want to do it publicly. Well, he's doing the most work because cookies, the nice one, (laughs) Oscar's like cookie work. Cookie's not expected to do work because he'll break it. Oscar's yeah. not going to do it, so they don't ask him. And yeah. uh, so Grover's the put upon nice one who ends up either screwing up or getting yelled at. Yeah, and he does. He works everywhere: the movie theater, <laughs> the bakery, the he restaurant, does everything. He's, He's a already- superhero. You know, we we said Oscar's poor. I'm starting to think Grover might have it harder with the number. He's really relying on the gig economy to keep himself going. <laughs> Have they done an episode where Mr. Johnson orders an Uber and Grover is the driver? <laughs> Uber eats. Yeah, that's, that's coming. That would be fantastic. Did you ever see the Spider-Man turn off the dark? That might be my favorite Grover thing ever. It's Mr. Johnson yeah. is not, he's not going to, he's not going to a restaurant. He's foregoing the restaurant. 
he really wants to go see the new Spider-Man Broadway musical. And out comes Grover, dressed like Spider-Man, singing, I am Spider-Man, and then <laughs> fails miserably at flying for the next five minutes. Much like a lot of people who were in that show. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds about exactly. right. <laughs> <sighs> Let's take another quick break and come back and talk a little bit more about Grover and see if there are any other finalists who we can throw in to the ring. We'll be right back. Hal, here's one thing that I love about this community. And I think Max Fun Drive is a great time to point this out. Do you remember when you and I were at one of the many Comic Cons that we have been to and a very kind woman came up to the table and told us that she really enjoyed listening to the show and listening to us pass judgment on things. And we asked her about her life and she told us that her job is federal judge. Do you remember this? Yes. That blew my mind. The idea that a person whose job is to make very important judgment decisions listens to our show where we make very trivial judgment decisions. And it just, it was yet another example of this community of people who listen to this show and enjoy this show just blowing me away with their accomplishments and their kindness. Yeah. I just thought I'd point that out. Absolutely. And that was years ago. And yeah. it's crazy to think we've been doing this show for seven years. We yeah. joined Max Fun, I think, in the first six months. And a lot of people start podcasts and it's easy for them to go away because they take a lot of resources. Not only do not just like it costs money to do a podcast. It's not even that. It's just it takes energy. It takes mm -hmm. time. There is research. There is work that we put into recording this, both Mark and I as hosts and Ken as our producer. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Max Fund Drive and it wasn't for the support that we've received over the years from members, this show probably wouldn't still be going on. It just yeah. wouldn't. And so to come to people, it makes it really easy. There's something uncomfortable in asking people for money, right? But for oh, me, yeah. it feels really easy because I know the extent to which the people of the world have had our back. And I know what it feels like as someone who gives money to artists myself, how good it feels to know you're supporting people who make yeah. something that you love. And that's really what Max Fun is about. We're going to tell you about amazing gifts. We're going to tell you about show-specific goals. And we're excited and love all of those. But realistically, it is about the feeling that you get inside from supporting the shows that you love. That's the greatest gift that you get during Max Fun Drive. Look, we are not Shakespeare. But we are similar in one way in that Shakespeare was given to the masses thanks to the generosity of a small handful of people who were able to support the arts. That has been the way the arts worked for thousands of years. And thank you to all of you for being a part of that. If you're still on the fence about becoming a member and if that didn't get you, maybe some of these gifts will. At the $5 a month level, Hal has already mentioned, you'll get all of our bonus content, not just our bonus content, but all of the bonus content from all of the shows on the Max Fund Network. At the $10 a month level, you're going to get our patch. And I'm very excited about our Renee Magritte-inspired patch this year. Ours is even better than Magritte, though, because Magritte said, this is not a pipe, and clearly had a picture of a pipe. Ours is a picture of a strawberry and says, this is not a berry, which is true. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's accurate. We've taken Magritte and made him correct. That's kind of what yeah, we do. That's what we do. We come correct on this show. You want to step Renee Magritte? You're going to have to get through all the people of the world first. And that's why we do the show. And we thank you. Please consider joining Maximum Fun as a member. Please consider upgrading or boosting a membership if you have one already. It makes a world of difference to us. You get tons of great gifts. You can go earlier in the show and hear some of the amazing goals specific to our show that we set up for you to make it even more rewarding. Here's what you do. Just go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Be sure to check the box for We Got This with Mark and Hal and any other Max Fun shows you listen to. That is the only way that those shows can directly benefit from your recurring monthly contribution, which you can set up in minutes. It does not take long to do, but it makes a world of difference to us. Thank you to everyone who's gotten involved in Max Fun Drive so far. If you're hearing this and you're realizing, oh, I haven't done it yet, I keep meaning to do it, you're thinking about it now, 
pause the podcast, go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join and create or boost or upgrade your membership right now. Thank you. And let's get back to some Sesame Street talk. Near far. (laughs) All right. Who's got some more to throw in to try to dethrone these three from the podium of this particular Olympics or any honorable mentions that ought to be put out there? I still don't know what Harry Monster does. I'm going to be honest. I know he's on the show. He's just blue telly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without the television addiction. Yeah. I love, I love that, but like those are the best. Like all the Muppets that like tried. <laughs> <laughs> like they're the best. I love, I love all of them. Yeah. Oh, there's, I mean, I love the two headed monster is a lot of fun. The combines words. Yeah. The combines words and like, wait, <laughs> the honkers or the other ones, the ones that there's the yip, 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 uh-huh, No, uh-huh. those are the Martians. The, uh, yeah. Right. The, this is the purple. Yeah. Uh, but the horn, the honkers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. With the honkers. Yeah. And they combine words or they sound out things together. I just think they're adorable. One of them reminded me, uh, looked like one of my cousins. I'm still convinced <laughs> that they resemble one another. They, well, they had a very Bert and Ernie, like, if you turn Bert's head on the side, it's Ernie's head, and, like, <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, wasn't there, like, he had fur on the bottom, but if you had the other guy had fur on top, like, it was like they oh, all yeah. had the, the yeah. same features, but you just... One had horns. They're Mr. Potato Heads. They horns, one the horn went down, like, dark yeah. hair horns go down. Wasn't that... Horns go up. The original thing with Ernie and Bert was that, like, the original puppets, there was, like, there was a thing where, like, they just, it was Ernie and Bert, but then they each took off their features, and the other one became Bert, and the other one became Ernie, because they're just, <laughs> if you take off, like, the eye, or put it on the hair, like, if they're the exact, it was just to, to demonstrate shapes, I thought. Mm. I don't know, maybe I've made this up in my mind. <laughs> I never saw this, but that's what my first grade teacher did with the teacher's name. She swapped all her face parts to teach us about. It didn't freak us out, weirdly. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about, because we are all dudes in our 40s, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the monsters that came after our particular generations as kids watching the show. We mentioned Elmo. We've also got Zoe. We've got Rosita that taught Spanish to kids and the musician of the bunch best guitarist of all of the Muppets. You've got all of their and their families as well. You've got Rosita's father, Ricardo, who is a war veteran. Look, Sesame Street deals with all kinds of topics. It's the best. It's brilliant. And they have, you know, they've got one now that's on the autism spectrum. There are lots of like, mm-hmm. they are filling Julia. out. Julia, yeah. yeah. They're filling out all of the monsters with, you know, people from all different walks of life, which wasn't necessarily the way it was on the show when we were coming up watching it in the early 80s. But I think it's great. I think Rosita's a great character. I feel like it was always kind of inclusive. It was always like yeah. it was always about that. Now now they're really getting to go for it and that's the cool like the fact that they get to to do that now is the best. They're changing little children forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, I didn't mean to insinuate that, that, that it was not an interesting show. We only have, look at all these white monsters. The real, the real bigoted, the real bigoted years. (laughs) This is a new song called Who Can Sit at the Dinner Table? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I think they've always, they've always tried really hard to reflect the world around them. Mm -hmm. I think they did that early on more with human characters, which is why you had uh, Luis and you had Gordon, Mm -hmm. Maria, and, and also Linda. So you had a deaf character, so you can yeah. learn some sign language. Well, Roosevelt Franklin, too. Roosevelt like, Franklin, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've always tried. I think they've gotten better, and they better reflect a world yeah. where inclusion is more it's, important. It's awesome that its inclusion is still thriving. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here on Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah. Here, right here, where we are <laughs> yeah. recording this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're just in Bobby's garage, but it looks like Sesame Street. <laughs> it pretty much yeah, does. Exactly. It's the full set. I also want to shout out Murray Monster, who is the uncle traveling Matt of the Sesame Street world. Mm, right. Uh, never in the studio, always out in the real world. What's it? What's his pet? I think I had scenes with Lamb. Murray also. Did yeah, you have scenes I with think, Murray? I think I did. I think I had a scene with Murray and I forgot. Oh. I feel terrible. Sorry. Well, now. Well, he's not going to win, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, he, Joey. He but, was like uh, the, the Schwarzenegger. He was like the presidential fitness. He was the fitness guy. He was exercising, healthy, healthy eating. See, Murray he Monster. was. Yeah, he was the opposite. He cook. He was not cookies. Pal. No. Yeah. <laughs> he was hummus monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. 
have we whittled this down to who we think are the big cont- Is there anyone else we want to mention? Abby Cadabra, Zoe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think Abby Cadabra. Again, these were, these a, were ones that came after us. I think Abby Cadabra is a person, not a monster. Abby Cadabra is a fairy. Fairy. Actually, that's right. Yeah. She's not a monster. She's a fairy. I still maintain that if Dracula is a monster, then the count is a monster. But you're right. He is a gentleman. And he would not, face. he would not like me to say that to his face. Does he have fangs? I'm trying to picture him. Like, I don't no. think he has fangs. Uh-uh. No. He has a fang for a nose. He, he just has a, a he just has a nice nose. coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen? Oh, I, people of the world listen to or watch this YouTube video. Uh, Vanity Fair put out a few years ago. Did you watch this, Hal? Uh, you're nodding. I don't know if you guys have seen Let's this. Find out. I thought you were going to talk about something different, but go ahead. <laughs> it's a bunch of these stars of Sesame Street doing impressions of each other. And it is brilliant when they have the count trying to do impressions of other characters and, uh, he's commenting on all of them as he does them. Wow. Like they ask the count to do an impression of Cookie Monster and he's like, he says me a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I haven't seen that. Yeah, That's amazing. Great. I saw a video where it was like Cookie Monster answers the most like asked questions about him on the internet, and oh, yeah. <laughs> there is nothing better than Muppets improvising. Oh, so good! Watching the outtakes of him with, uh, watching him of the outtakes with. Uh, hold on a second. What are we looking at? Oh, he does Look have at fangs. His fangs. Oh, he does. He does. Yeah. That's right. There you go. All right. Well, he's capable then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is capable of biting a neck, so I maintain he is a monster. <laughs> yes. But not for purposes of this. I get it. Um, but yeah, watching Muppets improvise, other great clips, Cookie Monster and John Oliver, always uh, a yeah. delightful, a delightful watch. I'm a big fan I, of the of the count singing. I love to count, but they bleep the word count. That has me in tears every time I watch it. Oh, I, know it's, I mean, whenever they do the Bert and Ernie like synced up to rap, or like when they're <laughs> fantastic. Um, doing I think I figured out the the count thing though. Count is a monster, but if you ask Count if he was a monster, I think he would take off his glove and slap you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Instead of biting you, which is what I don't think monster he weird, thinks yeah. he's a monster. I don't think he thinks he's a monster. Yeah. I think he Look, would laugh. The best villains don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's you how you play a villain? villain. You don't. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just. I don't think he thinks he is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we are looking at our final contenders with much love and respect to the ones that came after us and some of the other ones that we've mentioned, uh, uh, assorted Muppets that we love in wigs. Um, and to uh, Elmo, the usurper of the crown for so long. It wow, looks like we're looking at finalists. Crazy. No, I think Elmo. Come on. We, how do we not have Elmo as a I finalist? I thought you said respect. To, I thought you were getting rid of Elmo. Well, now, no, I'm. this is all oh, happening on the fly, Hal. Okay. When you said that, I was like, you know what? You're kind of right. Go ahead. So Elmo, have, Elmo is solid fourth place forever. Solid fourth life. place. Yeah, for sure. So he is. Yeah, he's forever. He's on he's the Mount Rushmore. That. Yeah, I'll give him that. <laughs> but we've got. The strongest contenders, <laughs> Telly, Harry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Cookie Monster, Oscar the Grouch, and Grover. Lovable furry old Grover. Grover does call himself cute a lot. He is cute. He is cute, but you're not supposed to say it. He's adorable. About let yourself. Him, let him have one thing. He works all the time. He screws up all the time while he's working. Yeah. All he wants is to be loved and to do the right thing. Yeah, but Cookie Monster, uncontrollable. <laughs> <laughs> uncontrollable yeah. monster it's in yeah. his name he can't think of anything else but cookies now it's different but for a very long time he was just an uncontrollable monster <laughs> who was, was like funny sometimes well i think if he was on if he was on like weight watchers he would save all his points for cookies you know what yeah. i mean like, like oh, <laughs> we came in two points fine but he's still like eight an entire Otis Spunkmeyer bag. And now, and I like the thing now, if he's eating healthy, it's still in cookie form. <laughs> it's having vegetable cookies or something. It's just that <laughs> he's a cookie monster. He can't. Yeah. They're trying I mean, to like sneak peas into his cookies. <laughs> Why this cookie green? <laughs> Chocolate covered peas. I don't know. That doesn't sound <laughs> awful. It no, doesn't sound it. awful. No, I would do try it. one. Not sure. <laughs> so these are the contenders that we're looking at. What about Oscar the Grouch? Now that we've set, sung the praises to get them to the podium, let's sort them out onto the podium with whatever minutia we need to do to get this sorted out. I'm starting to lean more towards my DC theory of the three, but I think now that we've chatted, it has changed. Where I think, really, 
Mm-hmm. I'm now. I think I agree. I think Oscar is the Batman. Oscar is the streets, the Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Oscar is the true respectable leader of the group. <laughs> but, Everything but, has but, to go through him, but not the lead monster. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe that makes. I see. I thought maybe Cookie Monster. I, now, when you said that thing about Super Grover, I think just because he wears a cape, it was the Superman of it. But I think maybe Cookie Monster is the Superman, and Grover is the Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. interesting. Because she's the one really, she's the one who's really doing everything. Doing all the work. <laughs> I know it's outside of DC canon, but can Grover be the greatest American hero? Because that feels like it's fits <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. No idea. He's, how he's plastic, man. Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. If you, and Bobby, you can answer this from experience. Hal and I, I just want to say Sweetums, probably... Sweetums beats them all, by the way. Sweetums is oh. amazing. <laughs> and I've I seen Sweetums live yeah. because I've been to Muppets 3D at yeah. California Adventure. And Sweetums <laughs> shows up live in the theater. It's yes, amazing. He, he We ran through the audience together at the Hollywood Bowl. That's right. Oh, oh my God. But which, so of those three, Cookie Monster, Oscar the Grouch, and Grover. For me, it was seeing them in the 42nd Street Library in New York in the downstairs exhibition hall. Is there one that takes your breath away when you see it? You know what I mean? If you see it live, how you've seen some of these live in mm-hmm. museum form as I have. Bobby, you've seen them yeah. in the wild, in situ, if you will. Yeah, seeing Oscar come out of the, I mean, Oscar's like the old, it, it's hard. It's that Mount Rushmore. It's, it changes yeah. constantly, and for different reasons, they're all respectable. But like, yeah, I, part of me wants to go Grover, and then I go, but, but you can't disrespect Cookie like that. Or sure. Oscar. It's hard, it's hard, but they're all up there. Only one of them has a monster in his name. It's true. I know people like people say <laughs> Miss Piggy blinks. She doesn't. That puppet doesn't articulate <laughs> that way. But Cookie Monster does have googly eyes, doesn't he? He has googly pupils, right? Yeah, he has, they, yeah. Where it's they, just you know, a ball with two pins in it, and on those pins are just black sequins, and they spin around. Yeah, that, you know <laughs> that's what? so crazy. Him, him looking from left to right, or anytime he moves quickly with his head. And those eyes spin around, like the, the pupils go. I, that that is a special moment for me. Yeah, it's not yeah. sequin. I'm, it's like a, a round disc sequin was like those are sparkly, but like you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, that is Cookie Monster. I feel like you can't do those eyes on a different puppet because mm-hmm. it's like yeah. the shape of Kermit's eyes. Like yeah, once you put that on someone else, it's Kermit's eyes. Right. It's so well suited to him because of his, he's a huge movement. Like he moves big. He's throwing the food in. It just everything about him. There's like a manic energy to Cookie mm-hmm. Monster. Even when he's sitting, like you see the fingers are sort of, there's a kinetic energy to him that I, that I'm kind of drawn to. The genius too of like the chaos of Cookie Monster. And then when it stops and one of those eyes stops completely, but the other one is just, <laughs> just <laughs> like, it adds, it's like, it's, it adds so much. <laughs> oh, he's so delightfully weird. They all have that great use of motion, though. Like Grover with his arms, Cookie Monster with his energy, Oscar the Grouch with his sort of, his eyebrow, obviously, and his, mm-hmm. his furrowed brow, and just that sort of fluid ho-hum motion that his body just kind of makes. Like, I'm impressed endlessly with Muppeteers and not only the voice work, but the physicality work that goes into each of them. Yeah. But guys, we got to, uh, we got to put one on the top of this mountain. It feels like we're there. Do we think we're there? Feels like we all agree. Unless Mark disagrees. I think Bobby, you're with me on this. That I think cookie. Monster I have no idea. Winner. I had, <laughs> I would say, I would say it does feel like cookie monster is the winner. Yeah. And solely because he claims it in his name and he's a little uncontrollable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, oh. He's the most monster-like of the three. He's so good. Oh, so great. They're all great. <laughs> yeah. They're all great. We love them all. We love, we love them, them all. Great. But I think, I think that <laughs> I we think zeroed in. Sometimes it's really easy. Sometimes we knock around a while and then sort of uh, narrow the focus down. And it feels like we finally narrowed the focus down. So Hal, if you will bring us home. People of the world. W is for winner, and that's good enough for me. Cookie Monster, the greatest, the best Sesame Street monster of all time. He does it all. He eats, the eyes spin around. You got the great moments of calm, but then there's always, it's like a duck. If he's calmly swimming, the feet are underneath going crazy. And it's just a matter of time before he breaks (laughs) out and eats something near him. And who wouldn't want to hug Cookie Monster, too? 
Like, I feel like he wouldn't eat you if you hugged him. He might eat food if you had it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. You know, don't meet him. Well, don't fill your food. pockets before you hug him. Bad idea. But he's the best Sesame Street monster asked and answered. That's right. It also depends how long it's been since the last time he's had a cookie. That's true. <laughs> he's, he's, he's Jonesing. Fed. Do you think it's we all saw that family guy one? Because then he has the scent. Yeah, I think it's a bad scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, this topic is closed. Bobby, thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank thank you so much. Very fun, guys. We have many, many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter or you can email us. We got this podcast at gmail.com or go to the Facebook group. Talk about your favorite Sesame Street monsters there. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, who has a wonderful podcast of his own called A Bit of a Chat with Ken Plume. Researcher Kate McManus for all of the great work that she did. Graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. Now, before we go... I just want to say that part of the joy of being Max Fun is that we get to make our show the way that we want to every single week. And the reason why that's possible is because of your contributions to the show through either creating, boosting, or upgrading your membership each year during Max Fun Drive. So please take a moment, support the artists you enjoy. If you're listening to us, I assume we're among them. Go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join and get yourself set up and you're going to feel great once you do. I'm going to be honest, Hal. Uh, we've set some bold goals this year. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to reach all of them, but we're sure going to try. That's right. We are sure going to try. And yes. we thank you for helping us along in this way. You are the reason we do this show. You are what makes it possible. So to you, I say thank you. And don't forget MaximumFun.org slash join. Yes, you have until this Friday, May 6th, 2022, to either join or boost or upgrade. So do it maximumfun.org forward slash join. We've got all sorts of fun goals waiting for you, including the mystery guest show. We've got the trivia challenge against the people of the world and our hot sauce challenge. That's just for Oof. this show. That's so right. Follow along on social media. We'll let you know how we're doing, but it's going to be your contributions that get us there. So head to maximumfun.org slash join. Don't forget to check the box for we got this with Mark and Hal. That's the only way we will benefit directly from your membership. To everyone out there who has already joined, thank you. To those who would like to join, once again, join, upgrade, or boost. Easy to remember, jub, jub a dub, it's jub time. Maximumfun.org slash join and click the box that says we got this. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving us an opportunity to sit down with the great Bobby Moynihan, Sesame Street's Bobby Moynihan. Yes. That's right. The quacker duck man himself. Sunny days, <laughs> the quacker duck man. Just like a real duck, it's duck on top and then all energy underneath. <laughs> yes. But yes, sunny days are sweeping the clouds away. And thank you for sweeping our clouds away and giving us a chance to sit here and talk with Bobby about something that we obviously are passionate about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Agliardi, I'm Hal Loveland, and don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.